Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 21, 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is bitterly disappointed in Razor Ray Chamberlain. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Time. I was very disappointed with the, the great man, Razor Ray. Now, he umpired in his 350th game of AFL football this weekend and... What what a what a champion of the game he's been, you know. We've loved him. We've 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 loved his decisions. We've loved his banter. We we just love everything about Absolutely. him. There's nothing. If you go no back one, through the no archives, no one can say a bad word. You go back through the mm. archives. We had mm. you. I, with, I my word is my bond. We have not said mm. one negative thing about Razor Ray Chamberlain. I can't remember one if we have. I mean, maybe maybe someone at a live show brought it up and we fuck it. <laughs> we shut that shit down. Because Razor Ray, he just—he's just a great calming presence when you're in the crowd. Do you think you're like, I'm not going to get angry today because Razor's out there. Do you think one day he'll get a statue out the front of the G? A life-size one, a little one that you can go and abuse. Yeah, yeah. You can go down there and you kind of uh, take your dog. <laughs> just do your business, mate. <laughs> do your business. Yeah. So, in celebration of Razor Ray's 350th uh, during the week. I got Razor Ray a present, and he calls the fucking cops on me. Now, what kind of man Wait a second. does that, you know? Yeah, wait, um, it's very weird to uh, call the cops on someone if they're giving you a present. I know. Like, is there I know. more to the story that you're not telling us? All right. So I dropped the present off at his house at 3 o'clock on Wednesday morning, and it was – so the gift was a pressure cooker that I got him that was full of ball bearings and nails – and uh, bolts and screws and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'd tied it so he wouldn't, he'd definitely see it. I tied it to his front door handle <laughs> so that when he opened the door, it would be like a bit of a surprise. Oh, there's, there's me, there's me, a bo- uh, the bomb the police called it. I just said it's a gift and that did, I'm giving to Razor Ray. Uh, in case Razor, Razor Ray has like uh, home security cameras, like, did you make sure that you wore yeah. a balaclava so that, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it was a yeah, surprise yeah, yeah, cool. for it. And, <clears throat> To uh, shroud myself in secrecy, I also uh, covered my back so no one could see. Because, you know, I'm always wearing a Carlton jumper when I'm getting around. Yep. But I covered it up with an ISIS banner. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I got on the dark web. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know how the cops uh, found me. He's but um, Very disappointing, Ray. He has. He has. It's just a... It's just one. It's just a super fan wanting to look after uh, someone who's given so much to our great game. Uh, he come. Uh, sorry, he umpired the St Kilda Sydney game, I think. And what a shame on your three fiftieth that the mm. empty arena, so you can't have people yeah. just screaming absolute <laughs> abuse at him. 
just giving it to him. Did the, I didn't see the end of that game. Was there a um, – did they – Cherry Form off? of guard of honour, any sort of – any respect? That's actually a really good question. Have, have umpires received that kind of tribute in the past? Surely some have. Yeah, I would have thought Darren Goldspink may have got some kind of – I can't imagine the players lining up. Perhaps the umpires might. I don't imagine that the boundary umpires would have the strength to be able to cheer him off. That's a good point, actually. Having, had, yeah. having said that, though, it's Ray's Ray, so it's not particularly tough. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They could have just – one of them could have, like, piggybacked you Just him. pick him up by the scruff of his neck and just hold him <laughs> up. <laughs> So, 350 games, though. That's a, that's a fucking good effort. It's a fair achievement, isn't that, it? That'd have to be, like, 15 years, isn't it? And also, uh, you know, you're, you're giving up a large part of your life by the fact that, you know, for yeah. half a year, um, you know, your weekends are uh, full and then you have... Konski. Well, I don't know what Razor does for a living, but then you have work schedules. Like, if you get picked for a Friday night match in Perth, you've got to go, you know... Mm. I presume all umpires are from Victoria, but I, I might be just making that up. Do you think that's right? Cause Fuck, that is a really good question. That can't be true. They train together. But then would you need them all in the same place? So if you're going through footage and the like. Like, I can't imagine they have, like, four or five different kind of umpire uh, Yeah, so if you are, if you are one of the best umpires in the world and you happen to live in Sydney... Yeah. Do you have to relocate have to, to Melbourne? To Great question without notice, Michael. We need to get to the... Uh, well, no one gives a fuck, really, but we need to get to the bottom of this. Oh, well, actually, remember the person who sent us in a bit of mail about umpires a couple of times mm. last year, I believe, when we had questions yep. about the VFL and stuff like that. So maybe this person might be listening and they can um, uh, clear it up. Like, are the umpires all in Victoria? Because I guess they don't. They shouldn't have to be because obviously there's, you know, uh, lower-level leagues in inter, in interstate. And so if you're umpiring really well... Hmm. Then they go, we've got to get this guy, you know, we've got to get him on the big stage. We've got to get him down here. I wonder. I wonder because, hmm. I mean, it doesn't make sense to have, like, I mean, you, I mean, if you had like four umpires in Perth, hmm. like, it's not like they're going to be performing well every week. So I think they need to have a big pool in the one spot and then farm them out. Yeah. Oh, I would have it so you don't have the umpires living in the state that they are umpiring in. So... Basically, so there's not like the home hometown advantage kind of thing. They don't get sucked in by that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually an interesting point as well. Yeah, because we we mm. know they're cheats. So if there was a really passionate Eagle supporter. Exactly. And they'd live yeah. in Perth. Like, yeah, you can't yeah, have mate. that. And also, Give actually, I'll tell you why they do it. <coughs> I, re- yeah. I reckon. By the fact that if you're, if you're the umpire of like a close showdown or something, mm. and you give yeah. a contentious free kick in the last quarter... Yeah. How do you how do you, how safe are you going to feel when you're walking down Rundle Mall uh, during that week? Hey, yeah, absolutely. You, you you can't leave your house. Like your family doesn't leave. They would have to have the AFL must go. Look, uh, you're going to be doing the showdown this week. We'll do your shopping for you, <laughs> so you don't have to be out in public. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. Yeah, sure. Well, um, like a witness protection type thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, here's some new here's a new driver's license. Yeah, yeah. We move. They they all should live in Darwin and fly out of Darwin. Mm, yeah, I, tell I think you it's what, for, the, mate, for their own safety. They should live on, if they want if they want no one to recognise them. They should live on the Gold Coast. Great, that's good. Good stuff. It is good stuff. Hey, we're both in lockdown now. Isn't that fantastic? Most of well, 
almost all of the eastern seaboard was in lockdown during the week. Yep. Brisbane's just kind of been freed up a little bit, but uh, we're in unity, brother. We are. Me and you, lockdown, fucking buddies. Isn't it great? Number six for Victorians. Fantastic. Yeah. Good times. Really yeah, enjoyed. we're going to be in here for a, a long time, I think. A long, long yep. time. Uh, even though I must say it hasn't really come to my area um, where I live. Uh, hasn't really kind of. Mm. I looked at the, I looked at the map each day of kind of case locations and there's a good like there's my suburb and then there's like a ring of suburbs around me and they've got nothing in there. So people just don't. So what are you saying? You should be allowed out. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I mean, don't tell anyone, but I've been uh, going a few. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I've been a good boy. Um, I don't want to go out too. Also, it's like. I don't want to go around get breathing it. and stuff. Um, yeah. And As a sovereign citizen, I just do what I fucking like. I don't care. Um, but uh, are you holding up okay? Uh, I was pretty... You know what? I was really angry on Thursday night when it happened again. It was just like, fuck, not again. Yep. Um, so I just went and did some... Went to the city for the uh, quick snap... Um, the rally. You know, rally. Yeah. The rally. Uh, snapped a couple of horses. <laughs> um <laughs> Took my homemade capsicum spray down there to get come back at the cops. You know, just little fun things like that, just to just to vent a little bit. Do you use that uh, spray? So I use the bear great. spray. I got some of the yeah, some of the proud boys sent it over to me from America. <laughs> good on you. Yeah, good lads. Do you know the proud boys? It's gonna be tough though. Do you know the origin of proud boys? No. So anyway, oh, I was getting sick and tired of the government, so I said we need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> the origin of the name it derives from a song. I know you love musicals, so you probably know this one. A song mm. in the mu- in the musical version, uh, not not the film version, but in the musical version of the film Aladdin. And there's a song where he kind of, I think he's talking, he sings about wanting to make his mother proud of him or something. And yeah. And the founder of the Proud Boys um, felt it was like the character was apologising for being male. And so... That was right. the inspiration for the title, Proud Boys. That right, so he's sitting there watching Aladdin and he's just w- he's furious. white hot with rage. Yeah, he's furious. <laughs> he's going, hey, I don't think a, a warthog and a, and a thing I can talk. That's ridiculous. Why would they be friends? But yeah, so yeah. that's that's the origin of the name. So I just find it hilarious that all these kind of people are going like, yeah, we're big tough guys, we're, you know, we're terrorists or whatever, without actually you know, calling themselves that. And it's like... Um, you know, it's like calling a group like Avenue Avenue Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest thing when I read that. I, I couldn't believe that was. But also too, like uh, if you if you are a white supremacist, why are you going to see a movie about a Middle Eastern genie? Yeah, that's like, a good point. Are you already fucking angry? That's a really good point. Um, Olympics. Yeah, I've been watching. It's going to be tough doing the lockdown without the Olympics. It has been good to have it on in the background, Dude, hasn't it? Yeah. Did you know? I I just realised this today. Do you know there are other channels? There's Channel 7, Channel 9, and Channel 2. I've, I've totally forgotten that they existed during the Olympics. <laughs> you, you, you don't watch them? I was, I was flicking around today and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. There's other there's other stuff on. But um, yeah, There's other stuff apart from Fox footy. Have you had a favourite sport? Um, I got into the, the boxing. I enjoyed the boxing. I thought that was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Nothing really grabbed me, but I kind of flicked, flicked through just to learn a little bit about the sports. And you know what I thought that they did a really good job of, particularly on the 7 uh, Plus app, was the commentators, whether they're Australian or just generics that we'd tapped into, were very good at describing what was happening and how points were earned and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like explaining the sports that we weren't 
you know, very good at, like particularly like in judo and stuff. Yeah. There's some confusing shit that goes on. But they were very good at explaining and you kind of felt like, oh, yeah, I get this. This is all right. Um, I dug the rock climbing. That was really cool. I was watching that last night. How fucking great was it? Dude, it was awesome. And I th- I, I couldn't yeah. quite get my head around it, but from what I can gather, I, I think I think they're not allowed to see the course before they begin. No, they're not. Yeah, so you've got to be hiding. So I suppose you kind of go, oh, yeah, they made a mistake, and so I'll just not do that. Yeah, yeah. but I found that fascinating. And then there was like one lady kind of hanging by a finger. Like, it was incredible. No, the incredible strength. And there was one course that they said you have to face out to the crowd. Like, you have to have your back to the wall to start it. Oh, really? And they were like... No one's tapped into this because they say, apart from the climb, it's a little bit of like a, a logic sort of game, a puzzle, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of made me want to kind of go down and find a place and do it, you know, when that opens yeah. up. I mean, obviously it's Sydney, so rock climbing venues are considered essential, so they're all, they're all open. Absolutely. Um, and then the You're r- more a parkour man anyway. The rhythmic uh, gymnastics, I was watching a bit of that. So the team one, so they've got like five people. And I tell you what, the rhythmic gymnastics, they can hit a target. They can hit a target, mate. They were, I was watching when they were throwing five balls around. It's down the throat yeah. every single time. Really? Yeah, they're just going clunk <laughs> with every, every throw. They're kind of throwing around they go to the patterns and stuff. Did they go to the lab and talk about the pressure <laughs> rating and, you know, the disposal efficiency? I'm going to watch um, on the couch the gymnom- gymnastic conversion. And it's oh, just yeah, Gary cool. Lyon bra- and Dave, you know, David King breaking down the footage and just seeing how the ball was <laughs> you know, yeah. the pattern. Um, and obviously great with the Boomers last night. That was cool. Yeah. Well done to the Boomers. Andrew Gaze was very, uh, very emotional talking about it. Yeah, it was very sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. Um, very sweet. But they're quite Let's the, get back to the AFL, mate. There's a bit going on. Quite the statesmen, though, aren't the Boomers? Like, they all kind of acted impepe- impeccably. Oh, they're just... They're great people. We should start a backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the AFL. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, what's going on. So we are recording in the middle of what looks to be an absolutely cracking game between the Doggies and the Bombers. Can you get a read on the Bombers? They look at times look really good. They you know pushed Sydney last week really hard. How was Essendon last week in their loss to Sydney? They've kicked the Bombers have kicked over 100 points three times and lost this season. So they've obviously. Got some defensive issues, but how was them fucking up their internet? Uh, internet, their uh, interchange <laughs> rotation. No, 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 they went with Dodo. It was a big mistake. <laughs> Cutbacks at the club. Fucking up the interchange ro- rotation. So they, they they'd used blew all out se- the seventy-five cap. They'd used all seventy-five by about four minutes into the last quarter, which meant that there were um, the extra players just couldn't get onto the ground. So yeah, yeah, and also like you know, pretty important players like Anthony McDonald, Tipper Moody, and Dylan Shield were sitting there just watching. Dude, that's. So who's someone's copping that, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that actually made me think. How do they? Because there's obviously someone monitoring the the cap, like yep. at the club, and then also somebody on the boundary would be monitoring that. And I'm like, yeah. I was thinking about how are they counting? Like, are they like just doing it on a on a sheet of paper? Like just doing what you know, like people doing prison, like four bars and then and then a strike across it to count, signify five? Or are you doing... I guess so. One, and two, three, four. Are you going up to 75 like that? But also, do they say to Ben Rutten, like when it's coming close, they're like, mate, we're at 70. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, would they? Would the message go out to the players? To not go it, up. Because it seems like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have. Say at three-quarter time, you're sitting at, say, 70. Do you go, hey, guys, we're going to be really tight with our rotations now. Like Dylan Shield, don't come off. Yeah, yeah. Or does he come off when there's 73 and then two other blokes run off and he's like, oh, fuck. 
I can't go back on now. And then the players have to work out amongst themselves, like, who's... Who's going off? You go off. No, I'm not fucking going off. Yeah, yeah. Like, mate, you've hardly had a kick. Yeah. Get off. You fucking shit, mate. They're going to trade you at the end of the year. (laughs) It's such a weird little complicated system. And uh, that was brought in, wasn't it? Oh, no, the 50-metre thing was brought in because... um, Wasn't it... it North Melbourne had 19 on the ground, like, years ago? Remember then they used to kind of, if you didn't go through the gate... You then had to... You got a 50 metre, I think. Yeah, there was something like that. Mm. And there was a team that had 19 on the ground just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing happened with that. It didn't... It didn't. But remember, uh, I think it was Gold... Uh, no, it was GWS against Carlton a few years ago had 16 on the field. Oh, okay. And they still won by about 110 points. Huh. So that was great. Uh, yeah, so an absolutely cracking game. But... um. Top of the ladder, uh, Footscray, um, Luke Beveridge, still not happy. He's had a bit of a, he's had a, had a crack at Paul Ruse during the week, which I enjoyed. Why would you have a crack at the lovely Paul, Paul Ruse? I mean, Tammy's made a lot of sacrifices. She did make a lot. He, because um, Paul Ruse gave a bit of a clip during the week uh, to Jamara Ugelhagen and the way that he was uh, handled by the doggies, who kept saying, you know, we're holding him back, we're holding him back. He played in the VFL. And then he kind of got concussed because he was close. He was in emergency, got concussed. That put him back two weeks. Anyway, he's played a couple of uh, games now. But how's this? What Rusey said on a football fan's website. Uh, uh, it was in a an, podcast, in, I think. Yeah, back to the bench. So fucking Rusey's doing other podcasts aside from ours. But how's this for a fair, cl- um, fair crack at Hugo Hagen? He said he played against North Melbourne in the VFL and a couple of players I spoke to, uh, and the coaches, said he was terrible. Strong words from Rosie. It's a really, really, really surprising decision to make to throw him in out of form. I can't believe... Like, Rosie seems, you know, very diplomatic and would never kind of say something like that. But to say that VFL players... So they've said he's shit in the VFL. Yeah. I wouldn't have played him. Yeah. Now, Bevo then had a crack at press conference. He explained what he was doing, but this is his whack at Rosie, right? So he said, uh, yeah. even then when we played him there, there were some disappointing comments made by a former senior coach. And here was the, here was the problem. It's because he's yeah. contracted at another club in a co- uh. consultancy role. And so I think the big problem Bevo had was that he, um, uh, you know, he shouldn't be talking disparagingly about other clubs when you're working at a club. Now, having said that, I think Ruzi's role at North <laughs> Melbourne <laughs> yeah. is to maybe yeah, watch... I, I think Watch yeah. North Melbourne, a quarter of North Melbourne, maybe every three or four weeks. Yeah, or, or you know, if it's on in the background while he's cooking dinner, yeah. he's like, oh, he'll ring into um, John, John Noble, no, David, David Noble. Noble, and be like, oh yeah, that was um, that Larky kicking seven against Carlton, that was good. Did you think of that? Yeah, he's like, yeah. If, if North is playing, keep doing that, mate. If North is playing, Ruzi might check his AFL Live app and just kind of maybe. see what's going on. At the end, like he would have looked at halftime yesterday and gone, "Oh, they're they're doing pretty well. They're you know, they're pushing whoever they're playing, and then they're playing the Tigers. Oh, they're doing quite, quite well. And then at the end, they lost by you know five goals. And he would have said to David Noble, "Good, yeah, there's growth there." And that's all he would have said. But it didn't sound like the most horrible things he can say. Like, Bevo's a bit of a moody dude every now and then. Like when yeah, when he's not hip and shouldering Damien Barrett, like he can be a bit yeah. grumpy. It's like, dude, you're on top of the ladder. You're happy. Yeah, they're they're absolutely flying at the moment. And Adam Trelaw back in the team. I I because I read earlier in this, like when he 
got his syndesmosis. Bevo said, um, you know, could be a three-monther, so there's every chance that he's going to be out for the season. Yep. And so I expected him to not play again. So having him back, it's theirs to lose. If you're a Doggies fan, if you don't win this year, it's a lost year. Um, I mean, they probably have that. been the most consistent side throughout the year, would yep. you say? I mean, I would say the cats are scaring me. You know, I can't get on board a Geelong premiership. Um, yeah, Hawthorne, you Hawthorne people fucking hate them, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we kind of go, well, you know, we have four, and then you'll have four, and it's in the same kind of period. It's like, no, we don't want any conversations to be starting up. Gotcha, gotcha. But then, you know, they have a loss down. And I don't know whether you know this, Michael. BT, fuck, he's brave, BT. He said Friday night that. Um, Grievous Bodily Harm Stadium is one of the skinniest grounds in the country. And it's just things like that that make, you know, he's a fucking brave man. He ventures where other people wouldn't. Gee, I mean, how how would BT have that kind of information at his disposal? Oh, I don't is know. he, is I he don't, going he to the Ark as well? He doesn't reveal his sources. Yeah, he doesn't reveal his sources. Did they did they beep it out? Like, is that the kind of stuff you should saying on TV? Mate, they went to air. That's, how, that's just, you know, BT, mate, he's a brave man. Skinny. It's skinnier. It's narrower than other grounds. I feel like he, Unbelievable. I feel like he might have said one day that um, Luke Bruce had a rugby background, but I'm not totally sure on that. He wouldn't have said that. So now it seems to me that everyone's a little bit incons- inconsistent. So people are having a win, they're having a lose, they're having a win, they're having a lose. And they're still chasing that final spot in the eight. So could the Eagles get knocked out? They probably could. They're playing uh, Melbourne tomorrow. Um, yes, so that will be in a tight spot. Uh, so might, next actually, week, Adam, I think that might be an eight-point game. An eight-point game. You know what's a uh, veritable, the classic example of an eight-point game? GWS are playing Richmond next weekend. Oh, that's awesome! So they currently sit eighth and ninth. That's so cool. that's going to be massive. And then you look at the percentage. Richmond's percentage is actually really good. So, well, not re- no, not brilliant, but like they're at least at a hundred. And yep. Eagles 95, Giants 96. It's difficult to make up a great deal of percentage in these final couple of weeks if you don't have massive, massive victories. And so, you know, Freo playing Brisbane uh, just about to start. So they're, they're, a ma- they're a massive chance to end the uh, weekend in the eight. And then St Kilda, amazingly, fucking they lose to Carlton and then they come out and absolutely spank. Yeah. You know, the Swans, which no one expected. So they are back in the hunt. Of course, Carlton, uh, we lost to the Gold Coast. So David Teague, <laughs> see you later, mate. Well done. Well done. Good on you, champ. You did your best, but uh, thanks for your time. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, Carlton didn't show up at all, did they? They did not. Yeah. They were awful. Yeah. There was nothing surer. The Suns were just You know, people around. are saying, oh, they're back, they're back in the finals race. You go, no, it's Carlton. Don't, don't say that. That's ridiculous. Um, and it's, Foolish talk. It's very cool, though. Like, uh, yeah, in theory, like those bottom two spots in the eight are still up for grabs. Mm. You know, if things work out for certain clubs, so that's 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 a lot of fun. And then also, we we don't have a settled, um, a completely settled top four, although it pretty much is. But still, anyone can finish on top of the ladder. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, I'd say that. Yeah, I mean, the top four is kind of locked in, but um, who finishes where? Yeah. And who will get that home we'll final uh, in the state yeah, in the state that has been yet to be <laughs> locked out? <laughs> exactly. Now, what about Elliot Yo during the week? So he copped a little bit of a, a clip from his old man. He did. He did. So who was it? Who who 
uh, criticised him. Was it on the couch? So Gary Lyon got stuck into him saying that they were uh, listless in their game against uh, Collingwood when they got spanked uh, last Saturday. And there was a point where a couple weeks earlier, Elliot Yo had pointed to Mitch McGovern saying, uh, sorry, uh, to Jeremy McGovern, get on your fucking man. Don't just point don't just point at me to get on him. You fucking go and man, man him up. And then Fox Footy showed some vision on on the couch of Elliot Yo just pointing at someone going, oh, he's your man now uh, okay. in the kind of handover. And they were like, mate, you know, what's good for the goose got to be good for the gander. Yeah, sure. Uh, n- not as eloquently as that, obviously, on, on the couch. They would have yelled it a lot more. But Elliot Yo's dad, so, you know, Elliot Yo probably was recording it and wanted to watch it back. And he said, my dad actually rang me up and told me about it. He doesn't miss anything. That's funny that, because I, I, I'm, I'm going to presume a lot of the players don't watch these kind of analysis shows. Well, I want to talk to you about that. So as a young player, right, when you're coming through, when you're a kid and you're watching it, you fucking love your footy. You read about every game, you watch all the TV shows, you're invested in footy. And then as soon as you basically become a player, you have to stop. Yeah, I reckon a bit of that like is... Like they, they take away your love of the game. I reckon it would be a gradual process. So it's not like on draft day you get picked and they go to the coach and they take the photo with the jumper and they go, by the way, cancel your subscription yeah. to the Australian. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like they get a couple of clips from these commentators and then they go, ah, oh, I don't really need that I'm in my life this. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I reckon that's more that happens. That they just immediately turn everything off. But I still would imagine... If you're doing a full-time job of football and meetings and training and you're talking about it and, you know, coaches are pointing things out on footage, do you get a bit sick of it? You kind of go, I just want to get my head off football. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing. I don't watch, like, you know, I don't watch a lot of stand-up because I see it so much. Oh, yep. And, like, you know, like Netflix specials and stuff like that, people are always like, oh, you got to see this. I'm like, I fucking see comedy all the time. Yeah, it's sure, sure. One of the last things that I want to do. And, you know, I certainly... Wouldn't Google myself because uh, a lot of bad things have been said over the journey. There's a few reviews I, I can fl- fling you away if you want. <laughs> um, Thank you, mate. This, this, I'd appreciate it's that. this review, review website I run, but I only review your <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah, good, good. But good on Elliot Yo's old man just going, mate, you fucking got a lift here. You were shit. I was embarrassed. There's not a lot of yo's getting around. People are like, oh, are you related to Elliot Yo? He's like, oh, fucking yeah. Do you think he does it every time Elliot gets a. Um I hope so. Guess I so really hope the so. The phone goes and it's like, Dad? And he's like, ah, fuck. What, what, what have they said now? When he sees a phone call at, say, 6.30 on a Monday night because, you know, he's in Perth two hours ahead, he's like, ah, fucking what now? Ah, shit. Dad's watching on the couch. Ah, shit. No, oh, no, it's on the couch isn't on yet. It's 3.60. What's happened? What's Jared yeah. said? Oh God! What's what's Robbo tried to get out that he hasn't quite articulated, but somehow <laughs> said Elliot Elliot Yao. Yeah, sure. And then they he's, worked out it was me. Just, he's trying to tell an anecdote about Elliot Ness and the Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of completely fucks it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we'll wrap it up shortly, Adam. Yes, there's no footballers in real life from the uh, from the junk times this week, but I had a couple on Wednesday. Okay. So I was at a cafe in Richmond and none other than Richmond Premiership players, Ivan Soldo and Dion the Meatball Prestia. The meatball came in, hey? Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were already there. I got there and I saw Soldo and I was like, fuck, he looks familiar. And because yeah, he's got the moustache and he was in the shorts and the and the sort of basketball socks pulled up. 
and they were just lounging about having a coffee and uh, Prestia had a big puffer jacket on. Do you reckon you know, I might know what kind of coffee they were having? No, couldn't tell you, I'm afraid. So I didn't see the ordering process. You had process. to social distance, yeah, you couldn't get up close. Yeah, Can't have a look over yeah. the top. I mean, no. it's not a surprise that we don't have any this week from the listeners by the fact that footballers are oh, yeah. pretty hard to find at this uh, this day and age. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're... I mean... They're under stricter rules, aren't they? Like, they can't just wander around. I, th- uh, I mean, you know, no one in Victoria can at the moment, but I believe that they were two weeks ago with that lockdown. They were like, for four days before the game, you're not allowed out of the house or something yeah, like that sure. just because of the protocols around testing and stuff. And, you know, when you get a test, make sure you don't leave because we don't want it to become a positive. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Yeah, of course. Um, sick, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your... Uh, a lonely existence. I'll yeah, enjoy the rest you. of my lonely existence. It's going to be fucking months. Anyway. She's but there's great football being played. That's it's good to watch. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Well. Uh, we're going to hit the road. We are Junk to Map for Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. And go hooks. Go Razor. You think you're the best, but don't speak too soon. The Bulldogs have got what it takes to beat you. Where the Sydney Swans, we never battle. When we've got the ball, we go straight down the middle. Hey, hold it. You ain't no winner, because a lion always eats us one for dinner. We're the team we're gonna kill Listen up guys cause Richmond's here And we're the only team that you should fear The black and gold ain't where it's at The blues are the team that'll knock them all flat Stop your ball sing the Saints have arrived You'll all be sorry when we make the five Y'all may be tough but have no fear It's Collingwood's turn for the flag this year
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 